it is. Because if I'm if I'm drinking a beer, yeah, yeah you got to lounge. I got to be comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. Don't drink, crack that yet, though. Drink Ooh. beers and be comfortable. Don't crack that yet. <laughs> All right. This is ritual. Because wait for it. You can't drink a beer. No, I'll do it live. I think it's the something about the connection. Yeah, we gotta but try. If I don't move it, because every time you put your little good. fingers down there, down there, it gets weird. I know. Keep your fingers from down there. And but every time I move the mic, it. See, so you hear that? A little bit. But all right, that's cool. Don't matter. We're back. Aaron, hi. What episode are we on? Thirty-five. Episode thirty-five. That means more than thirty-five weeks ago. For the first time, we hit record and we started talking. Just talking, just talking, just talking about things. Talking about all the things, all the things that are going on. Timelines, what's the headlines? What's the news talking about? What's your friends talking about? What are they talking about in the barbershop? We're just Dude, re- reacting. Do barbershop conversations still happen? Because that's something that I never got to truly experience. Um, like, remember in like uh, Coming to America? Right. You know? And they're bullshitting about Cassius Clay. Even the movie Barbershop. <laughs> That's a, like yeah. a, a, a true depiction yeah. of classic I missed that one. Barbershop talk. I missed that reference. I just I went to come <laughs> instead of the movie titled Barbershop. <laughs> That's talking exactly about what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh absolutely. Still exists. That's cool. You spend more time probably spend more time in a barbershop than yeah, uh, we don't get our hair cut, See, so I'm there every Wednesday. <laughs> so, so you got a schedule? You get cut every Wednesday? Every Wednesday. Good for you. Three thirty. Dang! Oh, it's like how long? How long? Maybe you change the days. Maybe you change the times. How long have you been that consistent on a weekly or biweekly appointment to a barber? Over ten years. Easily. I don't think it's that hard to get a consistent barber. But because you have to find somebody to your liking. Yeah. And you got to find somebody when they put that mirror in your face once they're done cutting your hair. It's got to look right. It's got to look right. I had, a, I had a great barber back when I used to get my hair cut. J-Webb. Me- I think I've had more bad barbers than I have good. Same. Same. <laughs> I've had one good barber. Like, Good barbers, like for your fitting, like you're saying, who's good for you might not be good for me. Yeah, exactly. Also, um, you know, kind of going off topic, uh, when my barber goes out of town, when he goes on on vacation with his families, oh man, I mean with his family, I kind of get anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) What am I going to do this week? So I got to go to my backup barber. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you have a backup barber? I got a backup barber. Yeah. And I got a I got a third string barber too. Because <laughs> times get crazy sometimes. Yeah. yeah. 
And I'm, I'm so used to getting my hair cut every single week. I just, yeah, it's not a good feeling. So I'm Twan not, has a Fitzpatrick barber. <laughs> I'm not as consistent. So what you just said, you there come if you really get your hair because if you get your hair cut all the time, you will find a way to get your hair cut. I clearly have not gotten my hair cut all the time in a long time. Mm-mm. And I went to go get cleaned up. I went to go get cleaned up. I thought it was just going to be a drop of a dime like it used to be. All right, I'm going to go into the barbershop, and somebody's going to take care of me. Yeah. You're a newbie. Like, I know. Now I'm booked. Look, nobody's in the shop. I would, you 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 busy? Nah, not nah, nah, today. I'm good. Like, Yeah. They don't even want my shit. I know. Bro. I know. Me, I mean, now, bro. I'm. how often do you get – because you, you shape, right? I you, try to – I, shape I mean, at least once a month. I'm two, quarterly. Two months. I'm serious. I go every three months. Yeah. And um, during the the uh, like the whole pandemic uh, was weird. I was oh, cutting my sure. own hair. Were you? But did you get good at it? I learned how to. I I knew how to cut. Oh, you okay? Before college. Oh damn! So this probably was like in high school at some point. Um, I would just my dad had some some trimmers and you know some clippers that I could use to like in the bathroom at home, and I would just play around. Uh, you know lining my hair up a little bit and then I just would mess around uh just like you know cutting some people's hair hair here and there I didn't really know what I was doing but it was more like a shape up not really a cut cut is completely different like you got to really be good with with those with those clippers in order to cut yeah. someone's hair yeah yeah but just to shape someone up is pretty it's not not super challenging um but anyway during the pandemic that's what I did I was cutting my own hair I might get my brother to just uh you know cut Cut it down low, but I would always shape it up. Right, right. Because I know how I like it, <clears throat> so forth. Makes but sense. I, I was have, able to. I struggle with the mirror. Yeah. Let's see. You got to get used to that because hey, your hand is going one way in the mirror. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Get good at that. That's what I like. Skill. I go every three months, but I I shape up myself, mm-hmm. my beard and like the undercut, between visits, but I because but it's like. If you wait on it too long, like I won't. If I wait on it too long, I'll be like, all right, fuck it, it's just grown out because. I have like a really defined line, and as long as it's still like kind like pretty short, I can follow it. Mm-hmm. But as soon right, as it right. starts to grow out a little bit, I right. get nervous, and I'm like, nah, you nah, need nah. Some, you need some I need professionals. Help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I'm confident in bringing my line back because I've been doing that part since like you know again high school, college. I had to do it a little bit, but I was still so I would get my hair cut. At some point, I started getting it every week in college. But at one point in time, I would get it every other. And on that week where I was, like, off, I would just do it myself, like, in the mirror. Not really cut it, but I would just shape it and shape up mm-hmm. my head mm-hmm. and just trim my beard down. Spent a lot of money on haircuts. Yeah, probably. I think I did the math on it before, and spent. I didn't like the number, and I was like, I don't want to do that again. But <laughs> I should face the reality. I have spent a lot of money on haircuts. <sighs> Dude, yeah. a lot. Yo, next week, I'm taking a big fucking step where we going i'm going well denise cuts my hair Mm -hmm. shout out denise um shout out denise and i'm she's i'm going to because i got some mad grays coming in you're dying we dying baby (laughs) the head whole head she's giving me no i'm doing like i don't know she has a whole plan i trust her no okay yeah but i think she's gonna add like highlights in or some shit like I'm going like full blown Jason Momoa. <laughs> I'm not even fucking playing. I'm going full blown. I'm even gonna cut my eyebrow so I have the same <laughs> scar. And um, it's just I'm. That's it. 
I'm going full blown now. But yeah, I like uh, it. so I'm, it's a big step. I've never fuck, I've never done it's like anything like that in my life. But she wants to do it. I and dyed like, my hair one time, like it looked like Eminem. That's very cool. But it's one time, just the top. Yeah, yeah. just the top. And, and somebody called me, told me I had dirty blonde hair, and I cried. What? They said my hair was dirty, and then said blonde. Yeah, no, dirty blonde all's is I a color. Was, all's I heard all you heard was, was all's dirty. All I heard was dirty. <laughs> <laughs> all I heard was dirty. All I heard was dirty. Oh man, that's a bummer. Yeah. That, oh, speaking of Eminem, yes. It's good. The greatest Super Bowl halftime show of all time. Got some. Got a roster. Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. Dr. Dre. I hope they do it. Mary like Mary J. Blige, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, Lamar. Yeah. Eminem. Awesome. Yes. And apparently, no one's getting paid. They're not. They're doing something's going on with the money situation. Oh, they don't. Get, no, you don't get that. No one gets paid for the halftime. Well, ever. This this year there's a reason why I thought they usually do. Nah, there was that's like something I found out a little while ago. Is like the artist does not get paid. That's why generally artists that do it are like promoting something. Okay. Um, but yeah, generally artists like don't get paid to do the halftime show. It's like a, I forget where I heard that. It's true. But I hope they do it chronologically. Like I hope it starts with like Snoop and Dre. You know, they'll smoke weed every day. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear, hi, my name is what? That commercial, my name is that, commercial that was on Instagram was pretty good. Or I guess, is that the Pepsi commercial? I guess that's a. Yeah, I think they're like Things still come on TV, right? So now they're they're making ads for Instagram and social media platforms? Or was, yes. that, a, was that a TV commercial that was on people's stories? But who watched, who actually saw it on the TV? Not me. I watched it on, someone told that's, me to watch it. And that's it, and such a long it. commercial. That's probably, like, <clears throat> that's not a commercial. They're not showing it anywhere else. That's not, that's so long to be a commercial. That That's like. It's got to be specifically that, for online. Right. Or that ad, the, the ad before it's coming on. The yeah. day that the play in the, like, the, the day of. Right. During the presentation. That wasn't a TV ad. Mm-mm. In between fucking Seinfeld. <laughs> It's a long ass commercial. When's the show come back on? When's Friends come back on? Uh, talk about your favorite show like that. We talked about Full House last week. Oh. I'm a Friends guy. No, I'm sorry. Everybody loves Raymond. I do like Friends. Everybody loves Raymond. Deborah! <laughs> you this guy sounded good. I did sound good. Yo. I love everybody loves Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. My dad hates this show. That My mom show. loves it. That's probably why I love it. My dad hates Raymond. Does he hate his voice? I don't know what he hates about him, Does but every time it's on, voice? but the show stays on, so maybe he secretly <laughs> yeah, he loves, loves it because my it. mom always wins the argument. I'm watching. I want right. this is what I want to watch. Right. But he's always like, "You stupid fucking show." <laughs> <laughs> it always I, came on TV, and I always changed the channel. Did you? I never watched it. No. Yeah, I used to remember. I used to watch um, Family Matters all the time. And like cheer, oh, cheers, family matter, cheers, cheers or something. I never watched that. Would come on afterwards and or whatever. I've never watched cheers. at certain shows. I don't know if it was like Home Improvement. I'd watch that and like Cheers There's or something, and, or even like Seinfeld when I was younger. It took me a until until I got to college to really appreciate Seinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld has some. That's like one now. Like you bring up Seinfeld to somebody and they either love it or hate it. Yeah, I there think it's way no. deeper if you don't pay attention. It's, it's way deeper. You know who helped me see that is Wale, obviously Wale. 
So Wale has mixtapes, uh, the mixtape about nothing. Yeah. Mm. But it's Seinfeld skits. Yeah. And it makes and you appreciate Seinfeld. Yes. It also yes. makes me appreciate Larry David. And I didn't <sighs> know that he was involved with that. Yeah, dude. And it made me start to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's a great show. Yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm is a fantastic show. No idea. It's very good. Another my my top show is probably oof man, it's hard. I love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Never watched it. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. The Office is The Office you is, either love um, or hate that. That's another one I, I love, love. The Office. I love so The stupid. Office. <laughs> it's the dumbest shit, I but it is so, so good, so dude. Stupid. I watch it's it every so time. I never good. turn it off. Bears Beats Battlestar Galactica. I can't quote it. That's a quote from it. That is. (laughs) (laughs) But I really like the show. (laughs) What's going on in the world? Uh, There was a tsunami. Yeah, well, the that the the volcano. Volcano, which causes right? Yeah. Causing a causing effect. Tonga. Holy cow! (laughs) And what actually happened? And that so the deepest level of it, Joe Rogan, in my opinion, took it there was like. We don't understand or appreciate how at mercy we are to mm. Mother mm. Nature. Yep. At a blink of an eye at any moment. No. They said that the whole island of Tonga is going to be disconnected from the world for however, however yeah. long, like a week or so yeah. or something. But that's a big deal. That is a day. big deal. Yeah. Like, I mean, that thing, that the images... It's crazy that a satellite happened to catch it too. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because right. I I never realized like just like the logist or like the the statistical improbability of that that right. there just so happened to be a satellite, right. like taking visuals over the island at that time to see the way that that cloud, right. like shot up. And I think that's what made Rogan's point so clear. Yeah, because you could visually see like if this was X amount of times bigger what it could have done, the impact it would have had on the world. On the whole world. The entire world. Well, on that note, Yellowstone National Park is one giant caldera of a supervolcano. That's why it has hot springs, like Old Faithful, you know, the Mm -hmm. the thing that blows. Mm -hmm. That's the caldera of a giant supervolcano that if were to erupt, would end civilization as we know it. Because it would send us into a nuclear winter. So what is the point? Like, what is the spark? Is it a chemical level? What's when three, two, one, a volcano lifts off and whatever yeah. happened, the effect of that happening? That's gases. That's what is what is that? That's like way out of my depth. I'm pretty you sure. I mean? Like, I'm going to guess it's a combination of like gas and pressure buildup, you know, and like the lava and all that shit. So it's like heat, like, you know, temperature. Right gas and it's just like at a certain temperature like gas expands and then like the earth's crust crust can't hold it back any longer because it, it for as long as as it lasted before it erupted and exploded it was it was just a living breathing piece of land yeah right but at a single second single moment single friction whatever I, like there's a moment yeah where it just goes it just goes and i don't know yeah, I wish I knew more about volcanoes because I there we definitely know the science. Right. We know why. Right. I don't know like if we <clears throat> and we know we where obviously can't predict. We can to a point, right? Like because we, we know like Mount St. Helens is due to go again soon. Um, 
you know, stuff like that. Like apparently, like Tom Pay. You don't know nothing, but you sound you know a lot. I ain't well, know, no, I don't know. I don't know. know, <laughs> I don't know, know like places I don't know why they <laughs> erupt. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, Mount St. Helens is. Uh, oh shit! What is that? Washington State. I have no idea. Google. Yeah, Google it. Jamie. Jamie, pull that up. Um, but yeah, I think that one's due to erupt. And they I mean they've been saying that Yellowstone can go Mount St. Helens is Washington State. Boom. Um, but like But the weird thing is it's like, okay, yeah, like so Yellowstone is on like this we're within a margin of error of like ten thousand years or some shit mm. where Yellowstone could go. Right. So it could be tomorrow. Right. And it, or it could be ten thousand years from now. Right. But if it's tomorrow, We're hit. like it, it's over. Over. Like not so it's not <laughs> over in that, you know, um everyone's gonna die yeah, right not, away. Not, not overnight, but uh, not overnight, yeah, but like be. it's gonna be bad enough that like planes won't be able to fly. For a really fucking long time. We won't see the sun again in our lifetime, probably, if if tomorrow Yellowstone went. Because it would throw so much ash and debris into the atmosphere, it would actually block out the sun. It would send us into an ice age. Because the sun wouldn't be able to penetrate the atmosphere due to the dust and debris floating in the sky. The entire world. Basically. A good part of the a, a, globe. A big enough part of the globe, yeah. So, all right. What happens there? There's a part of the earth, right? Mm -hmm. so there's a part of earth livable outside of the dust, the cloud, the sun covered, sun being covered. Who makes it to that part of the world? I think at that point, the people who are already there. Because if it's like if the debris is like that dense and shit, like in the sky, you're not going to be able to fly somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. Right. I think the people who are, it's almost like, so there's like a common misconception that like in the ice age back in the day, that the whole globe was covered in ice, right. but that's not true. Right. Like what happened was, is that the pl like places like here where we're temperate, where we get four seasons, where we get like a winter, fall, summer, spring, right. we had ice, but like in Africa and shit where it's just always hot, it was like here. It was temperate. So that's why, like, the Nile Valley and all that was so fertile and the Egyptians were able to thrive so much because it was the Sahara Desert wasn't as huge as it is now because it was a different climate. Oh, so building the – it could have rained. It could have been – when they were building the pyramids, it was it, they had winters. There is geological evidence on the Sphinx that it did, in fact, rain. Like, the way right. – like – the erosion patterns on the Sphinx right. isn't from sandblasting. It's from water. I don't know how they know that. Smarter people than, <laughs> than me figured that shit out. But that also dates the Sphinx back to being, like, way, way older than what they say it is. Yeah. Like, 10,000 years older than the 4,000 years they say it is. Which is <laughs> fucking wild, too. Like, putting that into perspective. Like, I don't know what that means. Uh, they, That's wild. Just, Are just we listening. too far? Are we too far down the hole? Maybe. Because last time we went far down the hole, you told me, why didn't you stop me from going down the yeah, hole? Yeah, yep, good call. <laughs> so you brought up <laughs> you brought up Joe Rogan. Right. And I got to be honest, I'm getting a little Rogan fatigue. I'm listening. Not him or his content, but now everybody is trying to come for the king. 
cancel culture, all that. <laughs> They're trying. Dude, they want him to go down so fucking bad. And if you look at the people who are going after Rogan, it's the people who aren't getting the views and the clicks. It's the CNNs. It's the MSNBCs who have nothing better to do than attack the guy that is getting 10x the numbers. But they're bringing more attention to him. Exactly. They're dumb, dude. It's, it's the same thing that they did to Trump. Right. When Trump was running for office, they attacked him, attacked him, attacked him, because when they were attacking Trump, it, it boosted their numbers. But then what happened? You gave Trump right. They're airtime. Only, their numbers are only up because you're attacking Right, and then you're Rogan. giving the person you're attacking so airtime. Rogan has more reach, a more impactful reach than you think a CNN? or Oh, a, dude. A, how big of a news station is... It's not even... It's not even close yeah. like i mean you're talking millions of listeners per episode religiously religiously per episode on rogan whereas like if a cnn like one of those talking head stupid shows gets a hundred thousand viewers right that's a really good day for them right so you're talking like 10 times the reach rogan has over these don lemons and these people and that's why they're going after him, dude. How often does Rogan drop? Oh, man, he's like three times a week almost. Really? Oh, he's... Dude, he, he records a podcast, I'm pretty sure, almost every day. Like, that's his job. Like, that's his nine to five, is the podcast. He's under contract, right? Yeah, with uh, Spotify. But he was doing that before he was under contract. So now, does this make him book more controversial people? I think so, because... I mean, look what happened. He had, like, three guests on in a row. That they were like, that that's what made them go after him was they had the ivermectin guy, he had the the mRNA doctor, and then he had some other virologist that was giving like counter to the status quo um, narrative, and that and then they fucking flipped out because each one of those episodes had like seven million views. Right. So, so that means twenty one million people heard something different than what they want you yeah, to right. hear. So I think that's why they're coming after him so fucking hard. But then, like, <clears throat> the the headline was, like, 270 doctors demanding Spotify take action against Joe Rogan. How many? 270 doctors. That's what they claimed. In actuality... Is that a lot of doctors? It, I, to go after one person, maybe, but they weren't actually all doctors. It was, like, uh, like other podcasters... Virtue signaling douchebags were the ones attach attacking Rogan. There was no signed petition by hundreds of doctors to say what he's doing is, you know, dangerous or you know whatever they try to say. So that's my question: like, what is what is the accusation? What is he doing? And like, and he's spreading dangerous misinformation. Is he or the the people that are on his show? Exactly. So to me, he is, and he's always said this. He's always been very forthright where he will have anyone on his show to give them their time to say their piece. That's why he records fucking three hour long episodes because he wants everybody to say as much as they want about whatever they want. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. They're long as hell. And he'll interject and he'll, he'll, you know, he'll, uh, he challenges people. You know, if if right. he doesn't agree with what they're saying, but for the most part, he very fairly and objectively just has discussions. So, and he's always done that. Mm. I mean, the man had Bernie Sanders 
on his show. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah. and it actually killed Bernie Sanders' campaign because they they always try to say that like Rogan's like this right wing like extremist dude. Right. So they're like, look, Bernie Sanders is on this right wing, but it's like, I don't know, man. It's, How does he handle a politician? Um, interesting. Very deferentially, um, he is. There's a stark contrast to when he has a friend on to when he has a Bernie Sanders or a Tulsi Gabbard or an Andrew Yang. He's more of an interviewer when he, yeah, he, he's, he's definitely uh, like, um, much more of an interviewer than a conversationalist when he has someone like that on where he will prompt them and then just let them talk. He rarely, like, I don't think he really challenged any of the, uh, like political candidates he had on he never really pushed back or anything which is good because i mean i think he understands that it's not his place to do that mm. as opposed to someone when he has someone on who's you know whatever they are he'll push back and he'll give his opinions or his ideas about something but when he had legit presidential candidates on he was like a straight up like a larry king interview type by design i believe so i believe so because he's smart. He knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to sit there. <clears throat> like, Elon is his friend. So that's why he's going to drink whiskey and smoke weed and, like, bust his balls and ask him, like, weird questions, you know. But, like, if Bernie Sanders is on your show, you're not going to do that. You're going to dial it back. You're going to keep it professional, you know. <laughs> like For, for, for you, the, out of respect to your guests. Like right, he you can talk to my cause right. It's understood in the public eye. Like this is my friend. Yeah, Bernie's clearly not Bernie's my friend. not my friend, and like he's doing trying to do something important. So exactly, we're just, right. We're gonna, we're gonna see if we like what he has to say. Right, like he doesn't. He's not gonna like ask him about his balls. You know, like he doesn't right. <laughs> when Ari Shafir's on. You know, like it's it's a whole different vibe. Um, but when you do almost eighteen hundred episodes of a thing you get good at it you know you you learn how to navigate these waters you know what we're good at drinking doing what we said we were going to do Drinking that beer. Me too. Whoa! Uh, damn, that was that p- went stone cold Steve Austin. That was some party shit. My bad. <laughs> if you're still here, how you doing? So, how you doing? I'm scrolling a little bit. I'm Scroll, scrolling. Buddy. I'm scrolling a little bit. So while you're scrolling, I'll, I'm going to bring up something. I read like a an interesting article. Um, interesting to me, but it might be interesting to others. Um, so there's a band that I highly respect called System of a Down. Mm. Um, and they were really prolific in the early 2000s, like, as far as, like, writing and releasing music. Um, and then they took a very, <laughs> Aaron, wake up! Uh, and then they took a, 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 a pretty long break, and then they came back, and they've been touring 
like very regularly. Like they've been like nonstop. And in fact, it's the drama kick, the drama a good kick, song, guy. dude. Let the drama kick. That was the drama kick, uh, the drama kick, I love that song. Citizen Coke, dude. Mediation. Globalization. Two friends, big booty mix. Oh, they open it up with that. It's a good song. But so um he uh there was an interview. Oh, so they've been touring like very regularly. If it wasn't for uh COVID, they probably would have played like hundreds of shows in the last two years. Just like really steady on the road. And uh Serge Tankian, the lead singer, did an interview and the interviewer asked Surge about new music like you guys have been doing all this touring and you know are you going to release new music and I thought his answer was interesting he said no uh, because why would you <laughs> was his answer right. so it, like and it makes like if you think about it alright if you're system of down right if if everyone's being honest with themselves their best work was is 15 years gone right but um they could put out a new record and and diehard fans will listen to it but they understand that if you put out new music guess where it's going it's going right to spotify apple music like whatever it's going to a streaming service so that people will listen but who's going to buy it right, right? and even only the diehard diehard fans are going to really sit down and listen to a full new system of a down record i don't right. even know if i would sit down and listen to a full new system of a down record. If they put out music, they now become that music. They are now right. identified as that music. Right. Why Me would you tarnish? Right. Because, and what he was saying is like, I like that answer. we've spent the last 20 years touring on Chop Suey. I like that answer. It is 20 years post Chop Suey, and people still come to see us. Guess what? Why? To hear Chop Suey. Don't and change he, the formula. Right. And his thing is, is like, so they're not like, there, there have been like artists and bands and shit that will not play their hits, right? Because they think they're above their, like Radiohead won't play Creep. Right. Because they're like, mm, yeah, we too, you know, we've we've surpassed Creep or whatever. And it's like, n number one, no, you haven't. That's the best song you've ever written. And number two, that's what people want to hear. Right. People are paying money to hear you play Creep. So he is like, we still love to play Chop Suey and Toxicity and all of these, like, classic fucking songs that we've written so why waste the time the money and energy to put out a new record when people only want to hear the shit that they've been hearing for the past decade plus anyway if it ain't broke don't fix it exactly and i just thought that was like really fucking interesting but that's like that's the difference between an artist who has you know gravitas to do that like if you're a new artist you have to put out music but the fact of the matter, what's making it really hard in the music industry now is that I don't know if people understand that to a certain extent, like you have to pay to make music. Like there is a certain amount of stuff that you can do on your own DIY stuff. But if you want to have legit, you know, like professional quality shit that somehow gets out there that people are going to hear, there's money involved there. So this is where the record label comes in. Mm-hmm. Where is the money being made in the music industry? Touring. Off of old shit. Off of old shit. Unless you're popping and trying to get popping and somebody else is paying for your tour. Right. Yeah, touring and um, merch. I know just from the um, 
hip hop side of things is like doing um like shows and performances yeah. like yep. club you know club yeah uh, like the whole appearances know, and appearance. stuff like that yeah yeah for sure i mean like the i went to see That's a band money is you know yeah it's not selling records no i went to see a band last night who put out a new record um but i'm a diehard fan of this band and so I listened to the whole record and was excited to hear the new music. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there's like, there's a difference because they're not a, an old band. They're a very young band. So like, I think the record they put out is their fourth one. So they're not, you know, 20 years in, 15 years in. Who do you think somebody's touring the country right now? Literally tour, still touring the country, singing, rapping, playing, performing things that they created 15 years ago rolling stones rolling stones Ten. oh i thought you said 50 15 oh 15 10 15. oh everybody just bands <clears throat> pearl jam pearl jam foo fighters system of a down and Incubus. they're going state to state oh yeah they're going oh there's some i mean some metallica look at metallica dude they, you know, Black Album came out in in 1990, and they're pe- they're playing BB and T. Metallica's playing the Link. The Link. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Guns and Roses. They're selling out the Link. Wow. I, I mean, but Rolling Stones is selling out the Link, playing music from 50 fucking years ago. The same guys. Amazingly, yes. Except, I think the drummer just died. But amazingly, the rest of them, yes, same guys from the sixties. From the sixties, sixties, cause sixties. How much has their ticket increased? Like, what? What do you? Oh, dude, you're not getting get? into a Rolling Stone show for less than three bills. So I'm, I'm saying, so yeah. If and if they're, it's got to be worth it for them too. Three hundred, three hundred. They're not doing it. If it's not worth it, right? They're, they're, I, like they're, they're old 70s, ass men. They're yeah, seventy years old. Like, yeah. there's, there's enough money keeping them off the couch. Yeah, exactly. So they, you get a season. I return for four months out of the year. Depends who you are mm-hmm. and where you're at. Mm-hmm. Rolling Stones, they can get away with. Yeah, you know what? We're gonna go on a three month tour, and that'll be good enough. Some of these bands, these up and comers, they're on the road nine months out of the year. Like, off and on, but, like, right. in total, probably nine months out of the year. Just grinding, dude. That's a, that's a life. Because that's how they're making their money. That's a life. Because, and, and there's, I and, love that. And there's levels of it, too, because Rolling Stones are obviously, they're probably living comfortably. Right. They're driving in the, the most expensive tour buses. Yeah. They got a comfortable bed in the back. And then when they do stay in a hotel, it's probably pretty damn lavish. Oh, it's nice. The um, They're probably making so much money just off the of merch now, too. That, too, um, yeah. because... Yeah. You could see a, a kid royalties like the urban community now because um shirts such as like um pop culture mm-hmm. or you know whether it be bands um like artists um you know what I mean I see kids walking around nowadays with like freaking um Metallica Nirvana yep. uh, they don't even you know they have like no clue they have really no like idea it, who the shirt looks cool right. I mean, yeah, the Rolling Stones, the Lick. Yeah, Rolling Stones. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that exactly. is classic yep. icon- iconography. Kids walking around with, like, Tupac and, like, big, like T-shirts, but yeah. they probably don't. My niece had no a clue. Tupac shirt on the other yeah, day. Probably don't. Really? Probably. My niece is th- 13 years old. Yeah. 
and I watched her grow. I know who she is. Yeah. I know that she doesn't know. You're like, you know she don't know who Tupac is. I said, who is that? She said, Tupac. I said, you know who that is? <laughs> you don't know who that is. But she knows who that is. Like, yeah. he, 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 they live on forever. Three Pac, two Pac, one Pac, none. None. <laughs> Eminem. But you see the Beatles. Like all the T-shirts. Like, yeah. Oh, the Beatles are big. Like yeah, yep. crazy. Beatles, crazy. Rolling Stones, Metallica. Uh, Nirvana, I think, are in the upper, like, they're the Mount Rushmore of people wearing their shit that have no idea actually who they are, <laughs> like, because their shit is sold in Target. And I actually like, think it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I don't hate on it. Because like, it's like, they're that cool that they're mm-hmm. still relevant in that regard. They have made themselves a permanent fixture in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, you can reckon, even if someone, like, Take the Nirvana font, right? You could see something in that font. And I don't at least for me, I go, oh, they're like doing the Nirvana font. Like that's like a, a take on the Nirvana font. Or like the Rolling Stones font. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. see shit and you're like, ah. Yeah, they're going to live forever yep. because of that. Yep. It's like looking at, it's like thinking about like Michael Jordan too. Like, you know what I mean? Like him as a, a basketball player. Um, you know, um, a lot of people call him the best ever, the greatest ever, in my opinion, yes. But then you have other people that would debate that, especially like nowadays with like with LeBron, LeBron Yeah. But then you look at Jordan and like his his brand and his logo is iconic. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's going to live on forever. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jordan's legacy now has so far surpassed. Anyone, you, think his brand, you think his brand is more noticeable than his game? 100%. 100%. Because I know... 12 year olds the skill level in today's day and age yeah it depends on what generation you're talking i know 12 year olds that wear jordans that don't know why there are jordans right. in the that's world that's what i mean yeah i mean he's michael jordan saved nike before they did the collab and came out with the jordan like nike was in trouble because all they made was like track and field shoes adidas or reebok or something he was looking at or Puma or Fila. Yeah, it was like one of, it was some like bullshit brand. How much hmm, shoe set I've heard Shaq talk about. Mm. I had a pair of Shaqs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got them shits at Kmart. I well, wonder I had what the this original Reebok Shaqs. Oh no, I had the Kmart Shaqs. Right. <laughs> and how many more units did Shaq sell in Walmart if he opposed it if he would have stayed with Reebok? Probably a lot more. Yeah. In Walmart. His brand would have probably died. Yeah. At Reebok. Yeah. 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 Uh, 100%. It it probably would have died, and then, you know, they would probably would have retro some shoes now, how they do now with, like, Iverson and, like, Penny Hardaway. Yeah. Those guys that had, like, pretty cool shoes and pretty cool legacies. Um, But, yeah, it wouldn't have, you know, it, it wouldn't have stayed and maintained, you know, like what it is. That's funny. I did see a pair of Iversons online, and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about the I3s. Iversons were cool. They were cool. They were real cool. They were cool. They're still better than Steph Curry shoes. You know what I have my one of my <laughs> favorite hate Steph Curry shoes. Basketball shoes was and I and I don't know anything about basketball. Never played organized basketball a day in my life. The uh, what was the zip up ones? Uh, Payton's. Oh, you're no, I got no clue. Which ones? They zipped up. Oh, the Gary Payton. Gary Payton. Oh, shit. The gloves. The gloves. I had a white pair. I had a white pair with blue Nikes. Nike sign. Yeah, they were cool. That was my favorite shoe that I ever had. That was like a cool cool. shoe. Yeah. I had had that when it was brand new. That was a really cool 
your shoe. That was my shoe. Wow. I was. I probably bought it from, from the mall. I don't know where I got the money from. But you can say that to say though, like that. There's been some good athletes, good shoes, good brands at the time, and they just couldn't maintain that legacy as consistently as someone like Michael Jordan. What is yeah. that though? Yeah. Well, I think so. It's is like, that is that that speaks the volumes of his game? I think it's twofold. So the question, is, like the question, was: Is his brand more noticeable or more get more acknowledgement than his actual skill level? I think they run parallel. Yeah. So I think initially, so his dominance and his skill level is what carried the brand. But then, because he was so dominant and unarguably the best player while he was playing, that the shoe became so popular he had that it's how many on. how many he had a shoe while he was playing yeah. yes oh yeah the jordan ones man the one yeah he had the ones he i think it went up to six while he was playing didn't they no, it went it went way past more that. more than six yeah he played in 11s he played in the 12 the last shoe no that shit. he played and he played in the last shots uh i'm sorry that wasn't the last shoe he played in that was the last shoe he played in as a bull those were the 14s i was gonna say because the last shoe he played in he he put the, the ones well, he was with the Wizards, and he had the, um, they had, they, there was this thing, and it, like, detached off the shoe. Like, mm -hmm. I forget what it was. but It came in a box. Yeah, I forget what numbers they were. Big I mean, box. They were, they were probably, like, the 18s or something like that. But like I remember. That, he, it, they had, like, it was, like, a mesh cover that came <clears> off. And oh, I remember that. Danny I remember had, that. My brother had yeah. all that. But he retired, though. Like, when he played his last game, he wore the ones, didn't he? I'm not sure. He might have went out with a pair of ones I on. think he went out with a pair of ones on. But. They're still my favorite. It's crazy how you can't think of another anyone entertainer, um, you know, athlete that you can say will ever have a brand like him. No, no. The yeah. Rock is trying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Project Rock shit. Yeah, but I mean, even you have, you have like LeBron, and he's you know, yeah, he's still sell shoes but they're not now now they used to be pretty cool shoes that you can go and wear out but the whole basketball shoe thing outside of jordan isn't cool now yeah now it's like saying, basketball like, shoes are for lebron and, exactly. yeah. i lived through this era and grew up on lebron and i if i saw his logo i couldn't tell you what it was i got no clue I never watched basketball. Is it a crown? No, Jordan. I'm lying. I didn't know anything about a basketball. He originally when, he had an original logo, and then they changed. They rebranded his logo, like um, after like the first or second pair of LeBrons or something. Because like it was an LJ yeah, with a crown, you right? Can look it up. They definitely rebranded the logo. I remember the LJ with like, and there was a crown involved too. But you got to think though, right? Like Jordan, even though it's under the Nike umbrella. Jordan is Jordan. Right. It might right. they might throw some Nike signs on a few shoes here and there. Yeah, but it's very rarely Air Jordan. But it's Jordan. Yeah. But LeBron is Nike. Right. Nike, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like same thing with the like the the second the second most popular current shoe I think is the Steph Curry. But Steph it's Curry's, an yeah, for it's basketball. an Under Armour shoe. Mm -hmm. And how many kids how many kids outside off the court really want to wear like Under Armour sneakers? You know what I mean? I hate Under Armour shoes. And it's and, and so yeah. like, see and you got to think how the kids think about right. it. They're like, right. I'm not wearing these to like look cool. I'll wear them to play basketball. Play, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's like the same thing with like look cool on the field or the court or whatever it is that you're yeah. playing. So, but like Metcons, Nanos, I'm not wearing them about. No, I wear them to work out in, but I'm not. Yeah, if it's for performance. Like I like, but if I'm I'm I wear Vans. You know what I mean? Like exactly. that's, but I, like. 
but we've shifted so much as a culture now. Where For you, sure. Like, um, you have like your lifestyle shoes mm-hmm. and lifestyle like things that you you wear out and you do, and then you have like performance gear. Yep. Yep. Um, you know everything's so different now. Before, when you would go like to a gym or whatever, you just like wear what you had, right? Like, old stuff. Chuck Taylor. Now you buy <laughs> things specifically. For the gym. Uh, running mm-hmm. shoes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When you thought about going to the gym a while back, you would just let me wear an old t-shirt, old sweatpants. Yeah. But now you buy brand new items. Exactly. I got a whole arsenal, dude. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. My performance catalog is so much bigger than my lifestyle. Mine is too now. It's now starting to cross over where sometimes the performance shit sneaks in. I get such anxiety and get so angry when it's time to go out because then I realize that I don't have any. Like dress, like anything besides it looks like I'm about to go to the gym. The thing that bothers me too is like I have shit that I that is like for sure performance wear, but I'm like, like so for example, I got a I got a Matt Fraser uh, HWPO shirt for Christmas, and it's like that you're supposed to fucking work out and a hard work right. pays off. You sure. wear it two but or three I'm like, times out. To I'm a, like, damn, this shirt is so nice. Yeah, I'm like, this shirt is so nice. I don't want to fucking sweat in it, dude. Like, this is a really nice shirt. It's the same shit with, like, some of the Project Rock shit I have. Like, I have a couple of his, like, short sleeve hoodies and stuff where I'm like, this is, like, a $65 hoodie. I'm not trying to sweat and chalk it up, you know? Like, I'm going to stay nice. Stacked Kitchen's back. Stacked Word. Kitchen. Our man Jonathan is Stack coming back in a big way, dude. Back. We got a refrigerator here at I'm X-Athletics. excited. I'm excited. X Athletics. Cool. And you could he um you could tell that he's been grinding because yeah. I haven't seen his face around here as much. Yeah. And sometimes you gotta disconnect from certain things in order to go chase sacrifice. Yeah. And I could tell he's excited yeah. about it. I can tell. He's very excited about it. Nicole had talked to him for a while, uh, I guess it was, what was it, yesterday? Yeah, he's legit. Yeah. He's been on, like, TV and stuff. Oh, multiple times. He was on Beat Bobby Fly. He was on uh, Good Morning or, you know, whatever he's, that is. He's on, he frequents the news. The yeah. Philadelphia news. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, promo code X-Athletics. Yes? I believe so. Yeah. X-Athletics. Get you 10%, if possibly 15 15 we gotta see. We gotta. We gotta get back up on our advertisements. I know we, he was we we were down been, and out. We ain't been doing it. Now we're back. We're back in operation. Stack Kitchen is back. I'm telling you, you want to get right. You want to get six pack. You want to get six pack. You better eat right. You gotta eat right. <laughs> the six pack is built in the kitchen, dog. It's 2022, the beginning of the year. That's it. I got something for you. Six pack starter kit. It oh. ain't, it's not all you need, but oh. it'll, it'll help out. It will. Six-pack starter kit. That's a burner. Are we talking about six-pack? Six-packs. Six-pack is some of these? Mm-hmm. Not the, and we're not talking about these blue ribbons. I have a six-pack starter kit, too, <laughs> but it's it was, real different. Yeah, because this is my starter kit. <laughs> yeah, six me too. It's a real different six-pack starter <laughs> kit. This one right here ain't made in the kitchen. No. <laughs> no, it's here. made in Milwaukee, this man. One right here. <laughs> this one right here is made in the bar. Kanye's back. Kanye is back. He's back in the news. He's back rapping. He's every Kanye's everywhere. Kanye he's been, hasn't taken the boots off. Jesus. He still hasn't taken the boots off. He has not taken the boots what off. What are they? He's on a mission right now. He has written lyrics about beating Pete Davidson's ass. I like his lyrics. I do too, but also I feel like 
<sighs> okay, Kanye. Threatening to beat up Pete Davidson. <laughs> so funny. I just feel like Pete <laughs> Davidson is such, like, not an intimidating person. Yeah, but he took my so, wife. Yeah, but it's like, I feel like Pete Davidson is the type of person that has, like, the propensity to sue, you know, like if he's like, oh, Whatever, you, I got I'm lawyers. suing you for assault, <laughs> yeah, you know, what I mean? like, I don't, I'm talking shit on Pete Davidson. I don't know the guy. <laughs> I don't know anything about the guy. I don't even think he's fucking funny, to be honest with you. But I just feel like Pete Davidson is a guy you can't hit. You know what I mean? No, you don't really get any respect for that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like it's like picking on. It's like when you're in the eighth grade and you're picking on a fifth grader. So like nobody thinks you're cool. Uh, Kanye's not supposed to be upset that he. Took my wife? No, he could be upset. He could be upset. Guy looks like he took my wife. I'll punch him in his face. I mean, that's fair. I don't like him. That's fair. I'm one guy. No, I am too. No, I mean, I would be upset, but I'm just saying, like, be prepared for a litigious battle if you do physically assault Pete Davidson because I feel like he's a wiener. I don't like him. Punch wiener sometimes. You do punch wiener sometimes. I'm Team Kanye all the way. Beat the shit up. How about the the birthday party? Yo, oh, dude, yes, okay. Optics, people, optics. You just went through this fucking insane ordeal at Astro World, where people entered your gaping mouth and then fucking died. And then it's like, oh, we're gonna have my daughter's second birthday. Let's exactly replicate. The, the same thing that was at the festival. First of all, a giant inflatable head of a two-year-old <laughs> for their birthday. How'd they get that? How'd they get that? How much did that cost? And it's like, bruh, you're creating a monster. Right. You're creating a monster because what are you going to do for her third birthday? Right. That's the second birthday? <laughs> What are you going to do for birthday three? What are you going to do for a sweet 16? You're setting the bar fucking high, dude. Well, they got it. They got it. I know they got it. They got it. I, they, I know they got it, but dude, like, Jesus, dude. It's wild. But also, like, optics, people. Come on. I think the comparisons are valid. Like, sometimes I feel like the internet gets a little out of hand with shit where it's like, oh, hell, could you? But even I looked at that and was like, ew. It's the first thing I saw. That's not a good look. So yeah. to rehash, we're on the topic of Kanye West, and he had drama in a sense that he he recorded a video, and I think he spoke too soon, but he was like, they weren't giving him the address to his daughter's birthday party. Right. And he cried, and he talked <laughs> about <laughs> using this platform to bring awareness to baby moms that don't let them... That their baby dads see the kids, which right? is, I mean, that's a thing. That's that's a thing. Which that's is going a on. real thing. Yeah, that is a real. He jumped thing. straight into victim mode, which I, uh, yeah. But he did end up at the party. Yes. So he jumped the gun a little bit. He's he 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 went too soon. He's now telling Aaron, his own business. Aaron's shaking her head no. He did the day of the party. He didn't know where. To, right. So he's driving around. Just look for the giant inflatable fucking head of your daughter. <laughs> Why didn't you give me Jesus the address? Jesus Christ. Why, like, I missed all this stuff. I mean, I kind of heard about it, but I didn't. Right. The only reason I saw it is because it ended up in the group chat. Because, <laughs> like, I, I would have missed this completely, too. But we got peeps that keep me plugged in. 
I know. Nicole finds some shit. What was the conversation today? Oh, God. They pissed you off, Carl. Oh. 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 You got upset. And I, and that's the only part that I read. I didn't I, read. <laughs> I skimmed. It. Like, it's hard for me to keep up. I don't do well. Okay. I didn't. Yeah, I looked for the note. Note's not there. So I didn't read the article. So I think this whole. Th- so to preface this, this is a callback to many weeks ago. Um, Brian Laundry. Um, that whole saga, right? Gabby Petito. That was like five years ago. That was like, that was a decade ago. Um, they, uh, you know, and there's the whole thing. They were looking for the guy, yada, yada, yada. Did he kill his girlfriend? Did he not? Where's the girlfriend? They found her body. That whole fucking story. We don't need to rehash the whole thing. So there was an article today from 6ABC that the headline reads, Brian Laundry claimed responsibility for Gabby Petito's death in notebook, according to the FBI. Oh, okay. So now what I have to say. I saw diary. And all, yeah. I saw keywords. In that. So then what I have to say is bullshit. Bullshit. First of all, not that I have a problem with journaling. It's something that I feel that I need to get back into. I used to journal a lot. I don't do it at all anymore. But what fucking grown ass man? And I, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull this from our group chat because I, I think this is like a very. I laughed at my at this when I wrote it. <laughs> um, so this is according to the FBI that they're like, oh, Brian Laundry killed himself, but don't worry, everybody, he for sure did it because he wrote in his diary that he killed his girlfriend, right? So it's like, okay, let me see the fucking journal entry. Let me see the journal entry. Or, or yeah, tell us what it said. Because I'm so I, it's like, dear diary, I, Brian Laundry, am responsible for the death of my girlfriend Gabby Petito. And the FBI is like, see, see, he says it right here. Like it's like no fucking bullshit, dude. If you're journaling and you fucking kill your girlfriend and leave her in the fucking desert and then run home to Florida, are you gonna be like, dear diary, today was like a really tough day. Um, I definitely pushed my girlfriend off a cliff and killed her. Um, my parents kind of gave me a hard time about it, which I think is like bullshit. Um, because it's like, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Um, but like, so now I'm on the run from the FBI and this like really sucks. Maybe I'll kill myself. I DK. Like, come on. Come on. Was that like a voiceover in The Simpsons? I don't know. Was it? Did I go there? Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> but it's just like it's fucking crazy. It's like, how can you believe that? I cannot believe that. I'm sorry. And you know what? Unfortunately, I have no faith left in government media. Anyone. Bullshit. So it's like you tell me that Brian Laundry diaried about killing his girlfriend. I tell you that you're full of shit. That's just what it comes down to. Yeah, right, right. Or I just think that they're like, you know, they're just like, oh, case closed. That's it. We're done. We're done with this discussion. It's over. And then like the M&M's thing, that's like, come on. Come on. What are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, I think you're further sexualizing M&M's by drawing attention to their gender. It's a fucking chocolate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's weird. 
So I missed this one. What, what? are you guys talking about? So uh, Eminem's female characters are getting a new look to become more inclusive. Also, it's good for publicity for them. Yeah, it's great, but that's instead of wearing heels. Instead of wearing heels, one of the female. But on them, on their part, it's genius marketing. Yes. Because everybody is up in arms about yes. the whole thing now. And now everyone's going to go. So this is the same thing as it's just a potato head, not Mr. Potato Head? Right. It's that thing. So what do you do with all the things that were Mrs. Potato Heads? Are they collectibles now? Well, Mrs. Potato Head is fine because she's not a straight white male. So you, as long as you're not a was straight Mr. white potato male. Was Mr. Potato Head... Of color, or was he a white man? I don't know. He did have that Steve Harvey mustache. He was, he was a little. He was a brown. He man? was brown. All right, straight male. But anyway, like, but so the thing is, it's like okay, M and M's don't need. Well, and you know, to to be fair, potatoes don't need a gender either. It was just like a funny thing, like Mister Potato Head. Like, okay, we get it. But like M and M's don't need a gender. Period. They do when they start talking. But yeah, they've. So was it a big deal when the female walked on the scene? That was a big like Super Bowl commercial, wasn't it? Yeah. So when the, so when the green M M&M and M came in and everybody was like, "Damn, that green man, that green M M&M and M is sexy," apparently or something. I don't know. I don't see it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I don't personally. So the introduction of you think that was was that a big splash? Were people up in arms? Like probably once they started identifying them as male and female, was there an issue? I don't know. Was these Honestly. LBGWs, X's, Y's, and Z's, did they exist as strongly? Well, that movement didn't exist. Did, or were they ones that got it to happen? Yeah, this is like way before the social justice thing was happening and like that whole. It just started? Yeah, it was a long time ago. How long ago? <sighs> Jamie. Jamie, pull that up, please. One Thank more you. beer. Hit the button. Hit the button. Once after the first crack, you're on your own journey. Yeah, that's you know, <laughs> we can only coordinate so many cracks. Um, so we are in the midst of a universal shift. I feel there was like a feeling in the air. You talked about it before, like before we started recording, how you had this like this creative energy. Right, yeah. Uh explosion locked in right locked in fucking going for it i myself have been feeling this same seismic shift mm -hmm. in the way i'm examining my life yeah. right like yeah. and like we were joking about it in the group text about how like i should just like quit my job right you know what i'm saying and like pursue things that will actually bring me joy and fulfillment in my life right and like i'm so i'm like taking hard steps to do that right. right and i don't know what it is and i don't i don't know like where this yeah it does it, at the end of the day it doesn't matter 
but it's just I find it really interesting that it's just been like I've had this like lightning bolt from Mount Olympus and it's just like fuck this fuck this why am I doing what do you do on a daily basis and does what you do run parallel with what your goals are I did it I coach leafed this motherfucker just now (laughs) but it's like you know what I'm saying? And it's like if, and I think another thing to put into that, you know, and like that start, stop, keep is all rolled up into that. Because if what you're doing on a daily basis does not run parallel to what your goals are, you need to start, stop, keep some shit. So what I need to do is stop working. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really real. No, it is real. That, I mean, that that's is, a that fucking is, 100% real. Right. That's 100% real. If or when, If and when it comes to that point. Right. Because, all right, when we get to the point of, all right, because goals after goal after goal after goal, checkpoint after checkpoint, every time we check back in, every time it might be a little closer to the stop part actually being what you're saying. So continue to say it, and this is what we're practicing. This is the yeah. practice manifesting it. Right. You have to say it. You have to say it. You have to say it. You have to say it, say it so many times before you believe it. And now once you believe it, now by the time you believe it, it's closer than actually happening so the day is really coming to where you say start stop keep all right what i start need to start doing what i need to stop doing what i need to keep doing and my stop is actually well i need to stop going to work yeah you know why because i just did it yeah again i right. just did it again i had a job a real job good job big boy job benefits you i'll kill somebody would kill for the position that i went to for 14 months. But I had to ask, it wasn't running parallel with my goals anymore. Exactly. When I got the job 14 months ago, the goal was to keep the bank okay because I wasn't sure where my business was going. Right. It was in the midst of a pandemic. My business was closed. Don't, X's on the doors, caution tape. Your business is not allowed to be open. Shut the fuck down. Why? I had to go secure something. I I had to pivot. I had to readjust. I had to come up with a new strategy, and the strategy was you, well, want to get a job. So your financials are at least covered. In order, yeah. Right? So now we are here. <laughs> now we're here. Start, stop, keep. Well, my goals are really starting to change a little bit, and it didn't look the way it looked when I started right. this job. I need to stop going to work. Mm-hmm. I need to stop going to work. Hmm? Well, that's what I was just about to say. The beautiful thing is that I'm no longer afraid of anything. Dude, there has been this, like, weight lifted where I walk into work in the morning, right? (laughs) And where I used to get bent out of shape, (laughs) stress, anxiety. You can have a good time there now. Yo, because (laughs) I look around at the people around me. Won't be here long. And I and like I I listen to what they're fucking bitching about and complaining, worrying about, stressing about, and I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> None of you people have any impact on my life whatsoever. It's crazy, and it's such a good feeling. Yeah. So that alone, even though I haven't even taken the step to quit the job, right? Right. Because that's, that's yeah, right. So like that's like down the road. That's I'm not in you have to also take a logical absolutely view of where you're at. That step is 
a few steps away. But what I have done is taken the mental and spiritual step. And, and that's that's before. That's it. That is the that is freedom. Yes. That is freedom. Bob Marley was asked, Bob, are you rich? And he said, What do you mean? What do you mean? With things? He's rich in his mind. Right. I can't measure that. Rich to me is not the same as rich to you. Right. My rich, I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm <laughs> I'm rich. And I, I, there's no words to help you understand what I mean by that. I right. can't tell you it's because I, no, I, I'm rich. It's not a number. It's not a number. Yeah. Rich is not a number. Right. Mm. Like on Sunday night, I went home with an armful of scripts because I was like, I, I'm going to, I'm buckling down. I'm going to find a monologue or actually I need a few monologues in these scripts so that I could self tape a monologue so that I can begin to because I've talked about it before on the pod. I've fucked around a little bit with like the film industry, mm-hmm. just doing like background shit on major productions. But that's only going to get you so far. You have to buckle down. You got to go in and you got to get featured roles in independent productions and shit like that. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? You need to have a reel. Wait, I don't have a reel. So what do you have to do? You have to self tape a monologue. Not knowing is not a reason. It's not right. an excuse. So you need you need a comedic monologue, you need a dramatic monologue, maybe something else that's like somewhere in between that shows like your fucking Joaquin Phoenix crazy side, you know, like whatever. So that way, you can self submit for roles. Right. You know, it's and then part of it too is keeping your body right because unless you want to be. Chris Farley, Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill. Fact of the matter is, you got to look a certain way. I'm getting my hair dyed. Right. I'm fucking, you know, the nutrition is dialed in. I'm working hard in the gym. All of these things. What do you do on a daily yeah. basis and does what you do run parallel to your goals? Ryan, you instilled that. <laughs> There's another No button. bullshit. There's another button. What are you doing? Did you do it? Are you going to do it? That's it. What do you do every single day? What do you do on a daily basis? Does what you do on a daily basis run parallel with what your goals are? You instilled that, dude. Make that make sense. <laughs> Just make that make sense. It makes sense for me. Make that make sense, and that's dope. It makes sense for me now. That's dope. You can't. I thought it did. Originally, I thought it did. Like, when I first would hear you say it, I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course. But no, there's something different now. The application of Yeah, it. there's been, like, this, I said it. Yeah. Right, and that's like, I keep using this phrase, but it is a seismic shift where it's like, it's different now. It's different. I have this, like, just, I don't know, like, just a full send, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> like full send. Yeah. Because if not, what the fuck are we doing here? Yellowstone could blow tomorrow. Boom. Great. Sir. And none of it fucking matters. So what are you doing? Circling back. That's called a callback, ladies and gentlemen. That is top-level professional podcast shit. If you're still here, <laughs> if you're still here, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. We did it again. Mm. Another quality episode of This May Offend You. We did it again. Tuan, thanks for being here, man. It was a great time. You had very valuable input, especially on the sneakers. I appreciate you guys. That was good shit. It, that was good shit. I'm just a fly on the wall. <laughs> I like it though. I like when there's like a group. 
I'm just in front of a microphone. That's it. <laughs> you heard what the man said. Set goals and make them happen. Get after it. Get the fuck after it. Make them happen. Be your dreams. <laughs> Be your dreams. That too. Dreamality. That, that'll make sense later. Shout out Dreamality. I know what that means. But for real, I mean... No, honestly, for real. No one's going to... <laughs> no one is going to give it to you. All right? It is... And again, now I feel comfortable to preach this. Ryan has been mm. preaching this for 35 weeks. Now at week 35, I fucking get it. It took 35 weeks, people. Let that sink in, too. I sit next to this man every week. Not only that, I also see him six days a week and talk to him six days a week. He is my coach, and it took two week 35 for me to go, oh, shit, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he means. That's what he's talking about. That's what I'm fucking doing. And now I feel like I can be like, yeah, let's go. Grab life by the fucking balls because you're not getting any younger. Tomorrow is never guaranteed. Do not spend a fucking second of your time doing something that is not fulfilling you. Because it's just like, what's the point then? What is the point? You want to know what the meaning of life is? The For me, it's being the absolute best version of yourself for yourself and through that you benefit those around you it's not a selfish thing it sounds really fucking selfish but if you're being your best self then you are happier you are more open more loving more welcoming like if you don't have the stress and the anxiety and the anger and the frustration you're a better person and that helps those around you be the energy you want to attract. Boom. It starts at source. It starts itself. It starts here. Be the energy you want to attract. And once you start to be, for me, grateful, this is the conversation I'm having with myself all the way back then, and I'm still, it has, prog it has progressed to now today. You want to be grateful. Be gratitude. What does that mean? Let's start figuring it out. Mm. It took 35 episodes, but, <laughs> but, but how many episodes for me prior to that, for right. me, for me to right. get somebody else to understand it, how long did it take me to pr practice before I understood it enough to speak it, let alone let someone else hear what I, I just spoke and have it make sense. And then them continue, then start to practice it enough to be able to speak it for someone else to understand what it is that I originally tried to say. Make that make sense. So, <laughs> I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Because that tells me that I'm I'm still, even though I, some, when I get caught up in my humanness and like I'm still trying to figure it out, that's what the practice is Monday through Friday, 8 o'clock, in the 8 o'clock hour with Coach Leaf, the accountability hour. That's me practicing. Because I'm going, I uh, we're going to the moon, because 
if it took you 35 and we spend that much time together, let's clear the, be able to say the message clear enough to somebody sees it on a 30-second clip in fucking Taiwan, Japan, India, somewhere, and be like, I know what he's saying. I understand what he means. And apply, be able to apply it immediately right. to their life. And, and then be like... <laughs> I know. Started coaching my eyes started getting big. I, they did. And then, <laughs> they did. It did. You did the thing. <laughs> Until next there. time, my friends. We, we love, love you. you. We, we love you. you. We love you. Thank you.